0: Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
2: Hey guys, RJ here. And we are so excited. All of us here on Straight Out of Vegas. We did one year of weekends. Let me tell you, it wasn't easy. You work all day during the week. And you're there on the weekends at 2.30 Eastern. But we did it for a reason. We felt like... That there's a show that, quite frankly, America has always wanted. And it's a show that talks sports from a Vegas perspective. And listen, this is not gonna be, this show is not gonna be about picks, 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 or make this bet, make that bet. We have found through the Straight Out of Vegas on the Weekends, more than half of our listeners don't bet. And some of them do only bet occasionally. And I love that. You know why? Because if you do bet, I think you're going to find out you won't be able to afford not to listen. There will be that much good information. But every fan will learn things that others are missing because that Vegas perspective is unique. And we're going to work very hard to provide it to you. And, you know, we could tell you about it, but we're going to show you today today. And every day before we move on, though, I do want to say one thing about the show that preceded us, the Gormans. I've done that show. I did that show for years and years. They actually uh, chose me to be their last guest on their very last show, which I I took to be an honor. And I know a lot of you guys are big fans of that show. And, you know, they've moved on and we wish them the best. And the fact that they've been supportive of me over the years and supportive of this new show has really meant a lot to us. And we just want them to know and you to know how much we appreciated what they contributed to Fox. And we're going to try very hard to live up to that. And as the intro said, we want to be the pregame show America has always wanted because from 6 to 7 Eastern time, we are leading into that night's games. And for example, tonight... In our last segment of the hour, the whole segment is previewing with picks and predictions the Monday Night Football game. So that's our approach. We're going to prove it to you. And if you give us a chance, I think we will deliver if you're a better or not a better. Joining me today in studio here in Vegas, Steve Fezzik. If you don't know Steve, he's the number one NFL expert out there. You might say, oh, that's easy to say. There's a super contest. It's like the World Series of Poker or sports betting. He's the only guy to win it twice, and he did it back-to-back just to show off. We also have Brad Powers, college. He has all the college knowledge, as I like to say. And Brad worked for Phil Steele, big, big name in college football, for about seven years, and he certainly knows his college. And on our typical Monday shows, and we're going to do it today, we will be talking or really recapping what happened during the weekend because in our mind you got to understand what happened last week in order to win money this week and now we're joined from the Fox studios and this is going to be every day many of you know him I call him the fans champ Jonas Knox.
3: Showtime! Woo!
0: Thanks, RJ. And listen, I represent all the guys who are outside your gated community trying to guess what the code is so they can get inside. All the guys (laughs) who go to a a horse racing track and take the pamphlet and they bang it on their knee for 15 minutes, hoping their $2 trifecta comes in. I'm representing the guy who does in-game betting with with $2 left in his bank account so he can afford a top ramen run at the Dollar Tree. I represent the common man.
2: It sounds like you're speaking from experience. You with a damn lot right of this.
0: I am. Of course. I've walked out of casinos with empty pockets every time I've gone in, but I keep going back for more. It's that desire, it's the will, it's the dedication to the dysfunction that is poor gambling, and I represent everybody listening to this show. You guys are the one percent, I represent the ninety-nine percent. I'm the voice of the fans.
2: Well, I'll tell you this though. I don't know when we'll get to this story, but Fazic once slept. In the steps, you know, in the casino where you have the elevator and everything, and that's where normal people <laughs> right. go up and down. Right. And they have the steps for just in case of fire and such. One time to save money or because he was broke. We'll have to find out when we tell the story. He slept on those steps.
0: <laughs> well, I passed out of the slot machine. So, I mean, listen, it happens. That's how it goes. <laughs> All right, so RJ, we're coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. It is an NFL Monday, a football Monday, and a huge trade went down earlier today. Josh Gordon on his way to the
2: New England Patriots. And this is what Vegas does best. We quantify things that average fans have gut feelings about. It doesn't matter if you're going to bet. We're going to tell you right now how important Josh Gordon is. Okay, Steve Fezzik, we, we judge things here in Vegas by points. So let's create some context. Aaron Rodgers, worth about 10 points per game. And it, it's probably what would have happened uh, if you think about that Minnesota game. If Aaron Rodgers were 100% healthy on Sunday, Green Bay would have been about a three-point favorite because they have a great home field. Minnesota's a little better. Lambeau, though, great home field. If he didn't play Rodgers, Minnesota would have been about a seven-point favor. So that difference, that 10 points, that's the most valuable player in the NFL. Actually, most valuable player in NFL history, which is another story we'll talk about sometime. How much with Josh Gordon, a guy obviously with a ton of talent, also obviously hasn't produced on the field very much in the recent years, Does he move the needle at all from a Vegas perspective for the Patriots?
4: Small move, half
2: a point, RJ. A half a point. Now, there's only about three dozen players in the NFL that are non-quarterbacks that move the line a half a point or more. So you're saying he's one of the 36 right now Josh Gordon most valuable players that are non-quarterbacks in the NFL? He is to New
4: England. Well, you don't seem sure. No, I'm sure he is to New England because New England is so weak right now, a wide receiver, because Edelman doesn't get back to week five, and Brady lost two of his key receivers during the offseason.
2: That's a great point. Remember, guys, the value of a player is relative to his backup. The old joke, and it's getting outdated now, how valuable was Joe Montana? Oh, I don't know, about a half a point. Steve Young was his backup, right? That Maybe the best quote, or some would have said, I think maybe not so many now. Best quarterback of all time, only worth a half a point. So it's all about relative value. Now, there was a Jets quarterback last year that was shockingly valuable.
4: Yeah, McCown was worth about eight points to the line because who was backing him up? Bryce Petty and Hackenberg. Terrible. So McCown,
2: a guy who's not even starting this year, right, was one of the six or seven most valuable players in the NFL last year. Yes. That is a great example of how the relative value is the way we measure it. The fact the Pats are so thin at receiver without Edelman that to bring in Josh Gordon now, if he plays and if he plays up to potential, he's more valuable than he would be on most teams. And don't forget, you need a good quarterback to make a difference as a receiver. We know Brady. He's pretty good. I think it's fair. You don't need Vegas to know that part. (laughs) Now, let's quickly look at the Patriots' next game. So they play at Detroit, former DC for the Patriots, just last year, Patricia, coaching Detroit, 0 2 right now. What's the current number, Fess?
4: Current number is the Detroit Lions catching six and a half at home.
2: All right, so Detroit's favored, or actually an underdog by six and a half points. Last thing I'll say about the Patriots here. We call Belichick the genius. Now, that seems bold, but to me, he is the one genius in the NFL, in coaching. Now, Sabin, we can debate. That's college. In the NFL, I think there's one genius. You would think, oh, wait a minute. The genius knows Patricia better than Patricia knows the genius. Maybe that's an advantage for the Pats. Well, we did the data here, and this is something that actually we did some original reporting on. 11 and four straight up is Belichick when he plays an assistant that used to be his assistant at the Patriots. So Patricia meets that criteria. 11 and four seems pretty good, but the average line was eight points. The expectation was to win by over a touchdown against the spread in those games, eight, six, and one against the spread in those games. So. A little bit better than break-even. Belichick's been against his former assistants, but not as great as you might think.
0: Guys, when you're talking about Josh Gordon and how much he factors into a line and how many points and his value based on on the gambling line, How much of his dependability do you bring up? Because similar to an injured player who you can't count on, he's had one good year in the NFL. I mean, that's the reality. He's been in and out of the league. He couldn't keep it together. He couldn't stay sober in Cleveland. I don't know what it's going to be like in Boston where they're going to be beloved there as a Patriot. To me, does that change how you view this team moving forward from an offensive standpoint and how much you value them because you just don't know whether or not the guy's going to play?
2: From a Vegas perspective, there's two ways to look at a team. One way is the next game, and the other way is across the season. Now, before the season starts, you're mostly looking at a team across the season. How many games are they going to win? Over, under, win total, for example. Odds to win their division. Odds to win their conference. Odds to win the Super Bowl. You're thinking about, is this team inclined to stay healthy? Is this quarterback the type that's going to stay healthy? Let's look at Bradford in Arizona for an example. Now, listen, he's played horribly, so... This is kind of a moot point. But imagine he was playing pretty well. I would be high on Arizona the next game as long as Bradford was healthy. I'd be skeptical over the course of a season because historically he doesn't stay healthy. So I look at Josh Gordon and I say, when he's active, when the plan is he's going to play, odds are mighty good he'll play that weekend. The odds that he's going to do that 16 or 15 more times in a row – I think you're right. There's a huge question mark there. And because of that, I would grade Josh Gordon much more highly for one game. He's more valuable in that game, but not across a whole season where there's more uncertainty.
0: Guys, uh, speaking of games, as we move around the NFL, we keep it in the AFC here. The Kansas City Chiefs on fire. Patrick Mahomes, 10 touchdown passes, an NFL record, his first two starts of the season. Kansas City rolling after a big win in Pittsburgh.
2: You know, this is going to be a great place to tease it and take a quick break because I'm going to ask Fezzik the following question How many quarterbacks would you rather have this week, this week, than Mahomes? I think his answer is going to surprise you.
0: That's straight out of Vegas, all next here on Fox Sports Radio brought to you by progressive
1: insurance creators of the name your price tool choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you visit progressive.com today Fitzpatrick wants to throw deep down the field. It goes toward Deshaun Jackson.
3: Makes a catch at the 40 to the 30, to the 25. Deshaun Jackson to the 20. 15, 10, 5. First play of the game. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Fitzpatrick throws against his mind. Quad ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Wide open to the end zone, Chris Godwin. Fitzpatrick throws a crossing rock. Quad ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. By Evans. What a strike throw by Ryan Fitzpatrick.
2: I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas
0: Knox, the voice of the fan, coming up here in three minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We're going to be talking magic, Ryan magic,
2: that is. First, though, every day at this time, the weather report from the Las Vegas Strip, currently 103 degrees, 103, and the neon is throbbing.
0: <laughs> uh, RJ, so let's get into this. Um, we're going to, to get to the, to the Kansas City Chiefs. We talked about that before we went to break. Patrick Mahomes red hot through two games and another big road victory, now 2-0 and on the road early in the season for the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: Listen, I, I think if you're a fan watching, you might say Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, and I don't know how I would debate against that. Remember, though, one of the things Vegas does is talk about sample size now we're not going to get into a bunch of math and you know all that we're going to get we're going to do the math for you and tell you the conclusions but one of the basic premises in life if you if you see someone make a half court shot once and you're a heck of a shooter and he wants to play you a money game for horse maybe you still play but if he makes seven out of ten half court shots probably not as anxious to play sample size well We've got 2 games. We got 2 road games for Kansas City. 2 games they were underdogs in. And Mahomes is playing better than any quarterback, but it's only 2 games. Fez, as a professional batter, Steve Fezik, how do you rank Mahomes right now? How excited should the Kansas City fans be? They should be excited, but I only have him as the number 8 quarterback in the NFL right now. Number 8? Well, first off, let's sit back and <laughs> and accept something: the fact that this is a rookie or a second-year guy playing for you know the first time. Eight's pretty good, <laughs> so boy, you got to be excited. <laughs> I want to hear that list and go through it quickly, please. Give me the list of the better quarterbacks in my homes right now: Rodgers, Brady, Russell
4: Wilson, Big Ben, Drew Brees, Carson Wentz, and. Matthew Stafford.
2: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> he was stumbling. He was stumbling over that one. You know what I love about Fezzik? The body's
0: not even cold, and he's got a list out. I like it, it Instantaneously, the games go final, and he's got a list of everybody in the NFL. That's why he's the best.
2: Well, but I tell you this. His list is wrong. <laughs> I mean, let's start there. And, I mean, one of the things you guys got to start learning about Fezzik, and the nighttime <laughs> listeners – know this, and this is one of the things you need to know right off.
3: I am Elmer J. Fudd, millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht.
2: He has a mansion. He has a yacht. But he's very prissy. You know, imagine the guy with the bow tie, and he shows up at the place everyone else is in a polo shirt, but he's got a jacket. Always just like that next level prissiness. And then when he gets pressed, he, he folds oftentimes, because he's not used to, you know, prep schools, he went to Northwestern, et cetera. You know, come on. Brad Powers, you're a college specialist, but you even know this. Matthew Stafford better in Mahomes right now? No. No way. <laughs> it's that simple. No. do you want to just say you're right, RJ, and I'll take him off the list? No. Matthew Stafford has carried this team despite. Carried no- this team to an 0 2 record. They won nine games. If I quartered back the Lions, they would have the same record right now.
4: (laughs) They have no defense. They've got no rushing attack. He is single-handedly made them relevant the last four years. All
2: right, so here's what we know about Kansas City, and this is an important concept in general. Andy Reid chose Mahomes. When there's a big change with a team, ask yourself, is this the coach's choice, or is this something that was forced upon him? LeBron... Left the Cavs. Wasn't the Cavs' choice. But when someone makes a decision like Andy Reid, the coach, we want Mahomes, not Alex Smith. Trust If you trust Andy Reid, trust it's the right decision. And we've seen so far it looks mighty right. Obviously, big questions about Kansas City's defense. Offense right now, historically good.
0: Guys, we are coming to you live here for, at Fox Sports Radio and brought to you by True Car, where car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or a used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Speaking of red-hot quarterback play, we go to Tampa Bay where Ryan Fitzpatrick is rolling.
2: Yeah, and I mean, Fitzpatrick, Magic. I mean, this guy... I don't know. That's an interesting question. Who's playing better, Mahomes or him, right now? Pick him. I mean, those are the two. I mean, is anyone else in the conversation? No. No. Fez is doing his classic shaking his head on radio. It's a. You're gonna get used to it, everyone. He. (laughs) We will be streaming video soon, but not quite yet. Okay. What is different about this guy? I mean, he's what 36. I don't know if you know this Fez, but he went to Harvard. (laughs) Fitzpatrick and but boy is it just the playmakers they have I mean how are you looking at how are you handicapping right now Tampa Bay they have great playmakers but it's really all about Fitz magic he is playing at a level that he has never played at before And do we have any idea why? I mean, sometimes there's just not answers to the question, but do we have any idea why? I think
4: part of the reason is he's absolutely fearless. So think about it. You're supposed to be the backup quarterback. You come in oftentimes, let's be a game manager. No, throw a bomb on the very first play of the
2: game, fearless. All right, so let's look ahead here. Tampa Bay plays Pittsburgh next week, Monday Night Football. And on Mondays, we're mostly going to be recapping but we'll give you some look ahead lines and start the ideas percolating in your head about who you might like. Tampa Bay hosting Pittsburgh. What's the current number? Tampa Bay is a two and a half point underdog. All right, so Pittsburgh oh one and one favored at Tampa Bay two and zero. Tampa Bay was a nine point dog against the Saints one. Tampa Bay was a what did it close about three against Philly? Yeah, it was three. Three, home dog, they won. And now against a a borderline must-win Steeler team, they're only two-and-a-half. Tampa is two-and-a-half point underdogs. By the way, guys, just to show you how Vegas moves the number, if you would have bet this Tampa-Pittsburgh game a month ago, Tampa Bay was getting six. Now they're getting two-and-a-half, plus two-and-a-half, plus six. Now that's a a three-and-a-half point adjustment, and you might think, oh, my gosh. Now, think about it. Pittsburgh's played about as bad as they could play. Tampa's played about as good as they can play. And the adjustment is only three and a half points. It goes to show you Vegas trusts their numbers. And, yeah, as the data comes in, they'll make adjustments. But, you know, fans, fans go wild going for high, low, high, low. Vegas just moves a half point or a point at a time. Probably a lesson in that.
0: How much did this game change as far as the line goes? Uh, Initially when it was Jameis Winston, and then it was announced that Jameis Winston was being suspended for it. And then you knew Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's got one win against all three of these uh, first three teams combined in his career. And now when you see his performance, how much has this line moved uh, since Jameis Winston was suspended?
2: Yeah. So to me, the move is being driven by how Fitzpatrick is played. But upon the initial suspension, and I think the suspension happened before there was any number, but we did have an adjustment here in Vegas between Fitzpatrick and Winston. So, Fez, initially, before the season, when it was Fitzpatrick over Winston, how much did you downgrade? And obviously there's a backup quarterback for a reason. How much did you downgrade Tampa because they – had to go with Fitzpatrick. It was only a
4: small downgrade. Vegas felt Fitzpatrick, one of the best backup quarterbacks, this is two months ago, so only a a one-and-a-half point downgrade when Fitzpatrick would have to take over. So a
2: point and a half. Now, it's interesting. A point and a half is about the most valuable non-quarterback in the NFL. So even though this was a little tiny quarterback change, you think about someone like OBJ, you think about someone like uh, Khalil Mack, the best players in the NFL that aren't quarterbacks move the line about a point, point and a half. In this case, it was a tiny move at quarterback. Now, here's the million-dollar question. After next week, Jameis Winston is back. He's the starting quarterback. We've heard the Wally Pip stuff. Let's see what Vegas says. Who? I don't want to guess what the coach is going to do. I don't care what the fans want. I want to hear what how Vegas would react Scenario A, Fitzpatrick keeps the starting job. Scenario B, Winston's given the starting job back. Which does Vegas like more, Fezzik?
4: Vegas likes Fitz Magic better. They feel that Tampa Bay is a
2: one-point better team right now with Fitzpatrick than with Winston. So really what we're saying is one-and-a-half points worse before the season for Fitzpatrick, now one point better. So the market's adjusted about two-and-a-half points in their perception of... Fitzpatrick. May
4: not seem like a lot, but only a two-game sample, that's
2: a huge adjustment.
0: And that's the difference between you guys and us uh, normal people over here, us common folk who don't know how to bet and gamble on stuff. We can't get over the optics. We see Ryan Fitzpatrick as a career backup. We see Ryan Fitzpatrick as a guy who threw six interceptions in a game against the Kansas City Chiefs. We can't get past that. The fact that you guys can break down just this isolated performance from him and generate some sort of a line is why you guys are good and we're not, basically. But but you
2: know what's funny, Joan, is there's two ways a fan – let us I always call them the fanny pack fans. You see them down Fremont Street. They got the fanny pack. Venice, They too. usually have a deep-fried <laughs> Twinkie on a stick. Yeah. All right? Imagine that now. Okay. <laughs> They're taking a picture of their Twinkie with their iPhone. Well, probably not. They probably have a droid. But here's the thing. One way you could look at it is, oh, my gosh, Fitzpatrick's as good as anybody in the NFL. That's that short-term recency bias. On the other hand, hey, I remember him when he was with Team X or Team Y. He was horrible. So I actually see a real range of fan reactions here from, oh, my gosh, you better keep him. He's great to, hey, he stinks. He's just getting lucky. And the fact is Vegas is right in the middle. When we come back, talking about Vegas, man, oh, man, there was a fight and there was a huge controversy. Triple G. Triple G. Canelo. We have an expert to tell you what the judges should have judged the fight.
0: And we'll come and get back to that next here as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. First, though, let's find out what's trending.
1: Tell you what, Jonas, there is a deal going down in the NFL that involves the Cleveland Browns. Josh Gordon sent by the Browns to the New England Patriots for a fifth-round pick There's just one catch. Gordon's got to be active for at least 10 games in the 14 remaining regular season games for New England. If he is not, then the Browns would send a seventh-rounder to New England in return. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Goodbye, Daniel Carlson. The Vikings today released the kicker less than a day after he went 0-3 for 3 in field goal attempts against the Packers. Vikings are bringing in former Cowboys kicker Dan Bailey for a physical and are expected to sign the veteran. Browns have their own kicking issues. They signed kicker Greg Joseph and are going to say goodbye to kicker Zane Gonzalez, who apparently was kicking with a groin injury when they lost to the Saints yesterday. Bill's running back Lashawn McCoy is day-to-day. He has a rib injury, and Carson Wentz is back as the starter for the Philadelphia Eagles. Just watching him, you know, move around physically and some of the things he's done. I mean, just... He's ready, and he's ready to to take the reins again and and move forward. That's Eagles head coach Doug Peterson. Eagles have the Colts coming up in week three. Some college football news. Urban Meyer will be on the sideline Saturday for Ohio State's game against Tulane back from his three-game suspension. But Ohio State won't have defensive end Nick Bosa for that game out because of a groin and ab injury. Dodgers and Rockies starting a big series tonight in L.A. Dodgers outfielder Yasiel Puig named the National League's most I should say National League Player of the Week after hitting five home runs this past week. Dodgers a half game back of the Rocks in the NL West standings and currently tied with the Cardinals for the final wild card spot in the NFL or in the in the Major League Baseball in the NFL tonight. Seahawks and Bears coming up eight fifteen Eastern. Back to you guys.
0: Jonas Knox, voice of the fan, voice of you, the common man, and R.J. Bell in Vegas here, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier.
2: Now, listen, I'm going to confess something. One of the reasons I took this job is I figure, wait a minute, Fox Sports Radio, my favorite radio network, I think best guys, and I'm being genuine, I think the best, I love Colin, and Colin Cowherd's been great to me personally. We've known each other, what, six, seven, or seven, eight years now. And, yeah, it sounds fun, and it is fun, but there's one other reason i got to be honest about. I want to get the best guys in the world at what they do on the radio so I can ask them the questions I care about to make money. So tomorrow, for example, we have Mike Lombardi planned. I think he's the best NFL guy when it comes to media, a media guy who has been on the inside. So I'm just going to pick his brain tomorrow, bottom of the hour, 630 Eastern, about how I'm going to win more money because I'm talking to him. Well, when it comes to boxing, Steve Cofield, a guy who was part of the weekend straight out of Vegas, big guy here in Vegas on local talk radio, he said there's one guy to talk to with boxing. His name is Steve Kim. He's a writer and an analyst for the Undisputed Champion Network and co-host of the Three Knockdown Rule podcast with Mario Lopez. All right, Steve, rapid fire. We got four minutes for boxing. We had to fight for it. Question number one, who do you think should have won the fight Saturday night?
3: in my view, in my very unofficial scorecard, I had Golovkin winning 115-113, and I believe about three-quarters of the media agreed with me. So I'm at a little bit wider, which I thought was unusual. I thought it was a very close fight, unlike the first one last year, where I don't think there was any doubt Golovkin won. This time around, I think Canelo, you can make a case that he won the fight, or it was a draw, legitimately. But I did have Golovkin winning 115-113, but what I did see was that Canelo is an ascending fighter, and I think, unfortunately for Golovkin at age 36, his physical prime is now in his rearview mirror.
2: So if someone says, oh my gosh, this fight was a travesty, no way did Canelo win, you would say, hey, it was close enough, it could have went either way.
3: Yeah, listen, um, last year I was pretty vehement in the sense that you had to think of a way or want to flat out give the fight to Canelo uh, to give him a draw, I thought that was very favorable. This time around, I wouldn't really argue with anyone that said, "Hey, Steve, my score was 115-113 for Gennady uh, for Saul Alvarez." This time around, he was much more stationary, planted his feet. And by the way, guys, I thought last year's fight was very good. I thought this one was much better, much more sustained action, much more cleaner punches. And I think it was a good enough fight that it does set the stage for the possibility of a third chapter.
0: He is Steve Kim, boxing writer, analyst for the Undisputed Champion Network, joining us here on Straight Out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio. Steve, I also scored the fight for a Triple G, but I, I could see it going either way and I could see it being a draw. My only issue is the fact that two judges scored the 12th round for Canelo, which, which actually turned out to be the difference between the fight being a draw and the fight going to Canelo. How did you see the 12th?
3: Well, it had to be a Golovkin round. I, I agree. Back to the first 60 to 75 seconds, I thought Golovkin had one of his best stages, top to bottom, landing hard punches and actually landing combinations, which has been a little bit of an issue against the very slick upper body movement of Canelo. I thought Canelo rallied for about 45 seconds to a minute, but then the last 50 to 20 seconds, they were exchanging, and I thought Golovkin got off two or three really good uppercuts and one right at the bell, and I said to myself, That has to be a Golovkin round. And R.J., guys, uh, two of the judges gave that round to Canelo, which then swung it from a draw to a Canelo victory. See, that's the whole thing. Sometimes a fight doesn't have to be a ten-point margin to be a robbery, if you want to use that terminology. Sometimes you're a little bit more subtle about it, and that's where a lot of the people have the cynicism over the whole process. I mean, look, the bottom line is this. In 24 rounds, I'd say the large majority of people believe that Golovkin should be no worse than 1-0 and 1 or 2-0. In six official scorecards, guys, he's won one card. That leads me to believe that, hey, we've always known Vegas loves the money. You know that better than anyone, RJ. But also (laughs) that maybe Golovkin, short of knocking the guy out or completely dominating him, simply was never going to win a close decision in the 7-0-2.
2: Speaking of the money, the rematch odds are already posted. Right now, for the first time, first fight, Triple G was a clear favor. Not huge, but clear. Second fight, clear favor. Now, Alvarez, Canelo, minus 120, Triple G plus 100. So pretty much break even. Alvarez, the smallest of favorites. Quickly, Steve, is how would you handicap this next? If there is a rematch, how would you handicap it?
3: You know, I'd make it a little bit bigger, and I'm not R.J. Bell, but I'll play one here on the, on the phone. <laughs> There's two things. Number one, if you look at how much closer the second fight was, it's clear to me Alvarez, again, like I said, is the ascending fighter. The other one's on a natural physical descent.
2: And That's just about age. Guys,
3: when a guy is at a certain age and he's not using T.E.D.s, he's 36 years old, Canelo is 28. Boxing in general is a young man's sport.
2: Last one quickly. A lot of talk about Mayweather-Pacquiao, too. Yes, we've got odds on that here in Vegas. <laughs> First, two uh, two quick answers, please, Dave. One, Mayweather is minus 220 right now over Pacquiao. So it's saying about almost a 70% chance to win the fight. Does that seem right to you, or would you lean one way or the other? And number two, handicap the likelihood we actually see the fight.
3: Um, I'm it's actually pretty serious and to me it would be like making a uh, sequel to Glitter or Ishtar I I don't know of a lot of fans that actually want it (laughs) but I guess it did so well unlike those two movies that you have to make Transformers 10 Uh, and I I do think styles make fights and I don't think Floyd would take a fight based on his legacy and the fact he wants to remain undefeated guys he doesn't take a fight unless he's absolutely sure he retains that zero on the right side of his ledger
2: Well, I tell you, Steve, good stuff, and we'll be calling on you when it comes time to talk a little bit of boxing. We much appreciate
3: it. Absolutely, guys. Call me again soon. Enjoyed it.
2: Thank you. So, Jonas, we were talking before the show, and I think you brought up a great point about, boy, if these school cards, if the the judges have any agenda— what it might mean to the betting side.
0: Yeah, and I just wonder if, there, if we're seeing a little bit of favoritism to Canelo. And, and that's a real thing, man. And people are really affected by it. And who's going to be the cash cow? And, and who can you make more money with moving forward? And you've got to look at the guy who's more in the prime of his career, being Canelo Alvarez, as opposed to Gennady Golovkin, who, to Steve's point, is 36, showing age, and probably doesn't have a whole lot left.
2: And to me, this is going to sound weird, But we love complexity, meaning that if there's a factor other than just the boxing, the average fan, the average batter is going to struggle with it. How much should I account for the advantage we think Canelo has with the judges? For a guy like Fezzik, a a professional batter, and especially for a boxing expert, which Fezzik isn't, he's going to look at it and be able to assess and price that uncertainty better than any other recreational Better, Thus, the more uncertainty there is, even though ethically we might wish, oh, you know, we wish this was all in the up and up, we don't make the rules, Jonas. We just try to make money from the rules. And right now what we know is there, it doesn't seem like with Triple G he gets a fair scorecard, and I think you've got to consider that when you handicap his fights against Canelo Speaking of making money, when we come back, we are going to break down from A to Z Monday Night Football Vegas style. And before we do, we're going to let you know we are brought to you by Geico because
0: everybody's got a to-do list, drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, here's an idea, let's add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance, and the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything, all you have to do is go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance, extra money in your pocket, it just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. Up next here, Straight Out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio, Monday Night Football Breakdown.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And
0: I'm jo- and I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of the fan. And guys, we have a Monday night football game kicking off here shortly. It is the Chicago Bears hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Both teams looking to get their first win of the season.
2: And guys, this is what the last 10 minutes of the show is about every day, five days a week. We're going to break down the important games that night, give you picks on it. But here's the thing that makes it just a little bit different. I've got a green button in my hand that has a gigantic dollar sign on it and it makes the following noise. Yes, that was a cash register. And here's what you we promise you. Anytime anyone in Vegas on straight out of Vegas likes a game and we have leans and we have likes. What's a lean? Hey, I'm a degen. I'm going to watch this game. I'm going to put a pizza bet on it as we like to call it. Okay, fine. You can have your liens. We're not going to take them all that seriously. But when you like something or when you make it your best bet, anyone else in Vegas, Brad Powers, me, whomever, Fezzik, can grab the button from the middle of the table and make this sound. And that means there's an automatic $100 bet. Now, listen, let's be honest. Fezzik has a mansion and a yacht. $100 does not mean that much. But what it means is he'd have to hand it over, let's say, to me. And I can tell you something. When you make a li- – you don't like – he's doing the Hulk Hogan <laughs> finger wave. The Motombo <laughs> finger wave. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Hogan. Remember when he used to get punched, Brad? And then he would – yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You don't want to hand over money. Gosh, no. And let's be candid. I'm, I'll am i be talking about it for a long time. So what we're going to do, guys, there's going to be probably, I'd guess, five five bets a week. So what we're going to be doing is on Twitter, and you can follow me at RJ in Vegas. We're going to be tweeting out every time there's a bet and also video every time there's money exchanged, and we're going to keep a year-long tally. And, oh, that's going to be fun. All right, Fez, tonight, give us your – your what's your handicap on the game? Well, my best bet is on this game. Go. I'm going over the 42-and-a-half. You know, Seattle has a reputation as being a So team. over, under – the total number of points, so you add up Chicago's, you add up Seattle's, you're saying over 42 and a half. And the reason I like over is that Seattle has a
4: reputation of being a team that plays low scoring games in the past because in the past they had a really good defense. Well, now they've lost so many people from that defense that that defense has become very mediocre. So everyone is going to score some points against Seattle. However, Russell Wilson is an elite quarterback, my number three quarterback. Seattle's going to get points against anyone in the NFL. Both teams should get to 20. That's going to get us over the 42-and-a-half.
2: All right, Fezzik, best bet over. I'll tell you right now, I like Seattle here. Now, I know the line's gone up because there's some injuries with Seattle. I think the Bears potentially are a little bit flat off of everyone celebrating the fact they were so close against the Packers. you got to wonder if the net-net result of that – is they feel disappointed that they didn't win the game. They were a 95% favorite to win that game. And I think Seattle, you mentioned their defense, Fezzik. I wonder who left that defense from Seattle that any team would really want. I don't really think so. So I'm going to give a like, a like on
0: Seattle. Guys, we are brought to you by True Car, where car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience.